Welcome to Curva Mundial. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Curva Mundial. I am your host, Sal Bono. Today, my guest is someone whose music I greatly admire and comes from a country that I adore. His band, Blackjacks, has been called the Radiohead of South Africa. And their new album, Abantu, Before Humans, was released globally this year and is one of 2021's best albums. Please welcome to the show, Orlando Pirates supporter and someone who says he is a, has a preferred team from every league around the world. This is going to be a very, very fun conversation. Please welcome to the show, musician Mpumi Mkata. Did I do it right? I get it right? Yebo, yebo, yebo. Hola, we are in. <laughs> Respect. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sal. Happy to be here. I'm so happy to and grateful for you to be here as well. Uh, you're based in Johannesburg, and recently there was the Soweto Derby. For listeners who are unaware, can you explain to us the phenomenon that is that special game between Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates? What the vibe is like, what the atmosphere is like? I mean, it's it's wild, man. Like, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's been changed a lot and affected, of course, by COVID now. So still kind of recovering and trying to get back to that full energy. But um, normally what it is, is uh, I guess in America, you, you would compare it to like, I don't know, NFL days, you know, tailgating, all of this stuff, you know. So, so it's like there'll be people in cars playing music, cooler boxes, uh, drinking, hanging out, basically at least like a couple of kilometers uh, leading up to the stadium. And then when you get to the stadium, it's uh, the, the Soccer City, which hosted the opening match of the World Cup in 2010. Um, it's a massive stadium. It's like 90,000 plus, you know, and it is always filled and overflowing and people dress up, you know, there's costumes, uh, plenty, uh, like types of all types of regalia. Um, and it's famous, you know, like people will bring like coffins to the stadium, you know what I mean? They'll be like, uh, they'll, they'll bring bread, they'll bring, they'll bring like giant loaves of bread and they'll be like, Kaiser Chiefs is our daily bread, you know, we're, we're going to like eat them today or whatever, you know, it's like crazy fanfare. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. A friend of mine actually, um, when was it? We went, we went to the, I was telling a friend of mine, we went to the stadium and I remember uh, to, to one uh, derby match and I remember like, Everybody was sitting, very cultured football watching, clapping, uh, looking at the movement, strategy, you know, it's like a night at the opera. And then when the goal, when the goal went in, um, it was a Pirates goal in that match. Uh, when the goal went in, the place just kind of erupted. It just felt like the stadium tilted. And I looked across and I couldn't see anybody. It was just limbs. I couldn't see anything. Like people were just, things were flying, people were flying. To celebrate somebody was hugging me from the back i was like i don't know this person i don't know who this is holding me and i looked across and saw my friends through through like these bodies and and the the and uh, she was bleeding like from the nose and and she was looking at me and she was celebrating and I, was, I was trying to tell her she's bleeding but she was celebrating the goal and basically this is the energy of the derby match what I love about that derby in particular, and just following it so many miles away in a totally different country and just reading about it, is, is that it, the ambiance from what I'm gathering as an outsider is that it's just respectable fun. Like everybody just goes 
crazy, but not in a violent sense. Like I, when I think of Derby, Derby, I always think of, you know, Roma Lazio is violent, River Boca violent, you know, the El Clasico violent. You know, it's it's the Manchester Derby violent. This is the opposite of that, but brings the same energy as some of the most famous in the in the world and because it is and it is one of the most famous in the world but of all the famous that's because of size as well you know what i mean like the 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 size of it uh alone on paper uh in terms of how many people come into the stadium how long it's been running um puts it in that in that bracket you know um obviously capitalism would have us tell it differently um but i think outside of that it is one of the biggest um derbies in the world and people would rather um i mean they would rather set fire to 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 the to the stadium seats than than fight each other you know if if there's discontent it's usually directed in a, in another in another direction because also you know families are are split down the middle in the same city um and, and in the basically the same borough if you will <laughs> you know um because both clubs are kind of born from Soweto and born out of each other. So it's more like a Liverpool-Everton um, kind of situation because Kaiser Chiefs was part of Orlando Pirates and then um, they they splintered off because Kaiser Daung went to America mm-hmm. and uh, played in the American leagues for a while. And he was like, okay, I've learned, I've learned how this thing works. I've learned a few things. I'm going back, I'm starting my own team. And he did it and he did it successfully. And uh, it's been, it's been running kind of this ever since kind of this sibling uh, rivalry uh, vibe and it's beautiful really yeah it really is and what's funny is is that before covid my wife and i were in cape town for a honeymoon and i remember wow. seeing I yeah see. it was i mean look you, you get to do it you get to do it right and we uh i remember just being outside uh the waterfront and as we were waiting for a cab and there were a line of cabs lined up Three guys, cabs, Kaiser Chiefs, all decked out inside the car. All the regalia. And then behind him, two other cars, Orlando Pirates. And they were just having this honking celebration just back and forth, just taunting each other. And my wife didn't really understand it, but I was just, I was laughing so hard because I knew exactly what was happening and what they were doing. And it, and again, it, to me, it represented everything that I always thought that Derby was, which is just playful playful good fun let's just have a great time yeah i mean we we just lost the 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 previous one um which blindsided me uh by we i mean orlando pirates i, I was very i was very like uh surprised by that i did i didn't even i don't know where i was i didn't even watch it because i was like oh pirates is doing so well uh, in the league right now chiefs is like you know kind of uh struggling and I don't know why they are because they have like a, a really great uh, first team lineup. It's kind of like maybe like what's going on with Manchester United right now. You're like, I don't know why these cats are not just doing it. Uh, so I, I didn't even watch it. I think I was spending a day with the wife and, 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 and our kid and stuff. And, and then I got the score back. I was like, what? And I was like, but that's what it is, right? Because derby, derby matches are like, all, are like the eternal kind of like, cup final like it's it's never a league just a league match it's like do or die like that day is the day you know so so yeah we we lost the previous one i was not happy about that but 
that's why you know having um, other passions, other football clubs I'm into around the world. That that's why that helps because then I can be like. If I feel bad about that, I can be like, wait, let's see what's going on with Santos in, in Brazil. Let me just check, you know, they're not doing great, but you know, that's my example. So, all right. So now let, um, I want to touch more on, on pirates in a bit, but now that you bring it up. So what are some of the other teams? Yeah. Yeah. I have a system. All right. Let's hear <laughs> that it. Have, that, that, that helps me or that helped me to, to pick uh, my favorite football club from, from basically uh, every continent, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because, um, you know, it was about every major continent. But I think now, like, uh, the U.S. football league has become or is becoming more and more serious as time passes, and uh, it's turning out to be okay. Maybe the U.S. football league is also one of the major leagues uh, of football in the world to, to a degree. So maybe you're gonna help me. Um, apply my system to the US and see if I can find my team. So okay. the system I I was using uh, uh, as a young boy to 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 follow uh, football clubs is when when I was a kid from the time I was born on the washing line on Saturdays the smell of like the washing soap you know that beautiful kind of saturday morning kind of vibe I would see blowing in the wind the t-shirts of Orlando Pirates and Liverpool Football Club right that was my dad, you know, and that's still him till today. Liverpool forever, Orlando Pirates forever. So I always loved the Orlando Pirates t-shirt more um, because of the, the skull, the skull and bones, the kind of pirate thing. And I don't know if that played a role then in everything else, my view of the world, you know, loving horror films, uh, turning, turning to underground hip hop, and then uh, going darker into like metal and rock and alternative rock and all this stuff, and then eventually picking up the guitar. Um, so the, the ghost of the, the pirate, pirates is called the ghost. And um, it's like the skull and bone thing. And it's all like bad, like the bad, the bad guys, like, you know, and uh, they're called the, the black, black by force, you know? And of course, during apartheid, as well in South Africa, you know, just, just that they were called black by, by force, like by popular demand, you know, kind of had this political connotation as well, where it was like black and proud, basically. So it would have been the first iteration, the first time I heard or felt that, that idea, that concept that, yeah, black is the, is the one, you know, that's the color, you know. So, so yeah, and, then, and so using that, I look to, I look to other countries, the, those colors as well, like black and white, the color scheme. And I found Santos in Brazil. First thing I found because Pele, right? Mm -hmm. My dad was talking about, this is the best football ever. If you know anything about football, you know? So I'm like checking this guy, Pele. I'm, I'm trying to understand Brazil. I'm like, yo, Brazil's winning all these World Cups. These guys look amazing. The way they play is amazing. What's the best football club in um in uh, Brazil and at the time you know I'm looking I'm like seeing Santos and I'm like it's black and white and I'm like that's where Pele came from that's what I'm gonna do and that set me off then I go to Italy I'm like you know what I'm gonna do right oh Juventus yeah you're gonna break my heart away. is what you're gonna do you're gonna break my heart man <laughs> I apologize I'm in Turin I'm like okay man it has to be Juventus I'm like Ju Juventus all the way then 
then I move over to, to, the, to the UK and I'm like, okay, so there's a couple of things. I could go Newcastle, you know, and, and I was looking and I was like, looking at you, because Alan Shearer at the time was like killing it. I was like, yeah, this looks like a, a safe bet. They had Faustino Aspria, you know, from Colombia. And I was like, this guy is like ridiculous. You know, I was just like, Newcastle, is it Newcastle? And I'm looking at my dad and this Liverpool thing. Then I think I saw an away match where Liverpool was away to somebody, I don't know who, and they were, they were wearing black and white um, as an away strip. And I was like, am I going to make this exception? I don't know. I really struggled with that one for a long time. In fact, I stopped um, following um, or being a fan of any team in the UK for a very long time. And I think I came back to it uh, roundabout in terms of following properly. I came back to it. I always kept tabs, but I came back to it properly and committed to Liverpool maybe in 2000, in the year 2000 or something like that. Uh, around about the time we were starting the band. I don't know why that was, um, I don't know why that correlates. But anyway, that, that was it. It was around 2000. And um, Liverpool was kind of nowhere. They were not winning a le- any leagues or anything. And I was like, is this a bad decision? Then I saw Orlando Pirates wearing the color red as an away <laughs> as an away strip then i was like okay all right this is starting to to fit in and then and then the miracle of istanbul or whatever you know like uh you know they, they beat milan uh, which was a star-studded team and then i was like okay this is it i'm with liverpool and this is my system and this is how i do it black and white um black white red you know i added the red in there and it's got to be like skull and bones or some kind of seafaring kind of like energy and and then recently I got married and uh, my wife uh, she's from Rennes um, in France and they got that red and black Lenoir Rouge you know um, and they're great they, they beat like a year or two ago they, they, they won the, the French Cup and they beat uh, PSG in the final um, they beat PSG not long ago uh, as well and um, you know uh, Ren is obviously all about this, you know, like sea, yeah. sea stuff, you know, it's the farmers and the sea people in, in, uh, in Bretagne, you know? So, so I was like, okay, it's working for me. I'm happy with Ren, you know? So, so that's my thing, man. Uh, I don't know in the, in, in the U S then what that would mean, but yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> so I, I mean, that's fantastic. You also, I mean, look, the Juventus thing, I'll let it slide. Because <laughs> knowing your philosophy, I'll let it slide. The Istanbul, I will also let slide. I'm a huge AC Milan fan, so that's my hey. club. So, but hey, we got our revenge two years later, my friend. We got our revenge two years later, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. it's okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. It is the wonderful, you know what it is? That is a beautiful, good European rivalry. Even recently, uh, Liverpool playing Milan in Champions League. Yeah, the energy on that was great, oh, right? brutally yeah. intense. And, and a great match and a great match. Oh, beautiful. So it's like, it, despite the loss, it's sort of like, yeah, these two clubs, they deserve each other. They deserve that. There was a fan crying in the, in the audience um, when the score was like 2-2 or something like that, you know. It's like, that, that's it, you know. And I was saying to a friend of mine, you know, when Liverpool plays, man, football wins. Like, that's what that's what it's for. I'm not mad that it's two two right now because look at that, look at that. You know, like somebody traveled from Italy and they're in Anfield crying in this moment just at two two. You know, and yeah. So 
I mean, I have goosebumps just thinking about it. That game, that that most recent game in particular. Yeah, you're right. It's it. You're right. It is beautiful when that happens, and it's it's something that's to me the most beautiful thing on earth. Is even more special is that you're watching in South Africa. I'm watching that same game in New York City. It is. You want to talk about the greatest love letter and language to humanity and the world. No, it's not FIFA. It is what we're doing and what we're doing here. I hope is that these beautiful conversations that we're more alike than we are different. And Indeed. if there's anything that can bring us together, it'll be a ball and as simple. And it's that like when you're a child getting your friends together and kicking around anything that's round, whether it was socks or bags or a ball, whatever it was, it brought people together. And as adults, it's still doing that, which is really, really special. So, but going on your philosophy of how you pick teams, and now I know you're looking for an American team. Now, look, I'm from New York City, so of course I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stump for the two teams that are here. There's there's, a, there's the ocean in New York as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it, that's, but with your with your black and white, I mean, you have you have well, if if you wouldn't mind switching to black and gold. It looks a little too much like Kaiser Chiefs to some degree, but LAFC uh, has the all black. There's nobody with skull and crossbones, which is right. quite surprising, especially in a yeah, country yeah. that like loves Disney movies and Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. But DC United is black and white with a little bit of red. So okay, okay. the capital right there. Uh, I'm gonna start. What I'm gonna have to start watching, going through the list. Yeah, I'm going through it now. Atlanta, you know, oh, Atlanta is a dope team, and right, they're black Atlanta's and gold. A dope city, and it is a dope city. Yeah, and yeah. so, I mean, that it's black and gold and red. So you might have to push it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work it. I'm gonna have to put in put in some work. I I know that like uh, in in Germany, for example. Um, I have a I have a kind of like um, respect um, for for I've give I've given it kind of to Saint Pauli, um, which which is kind of like nowhere. So so it's like an it's like an honorary uh, fa fandom, which they get a lot of, I guess. I mean, they're not they're not going to be challenging Bayern Munich uh, anytime soon, but um, I just I just love the the kind of like the shape of the club and of course the skull and bones. You know the, the great merch. They must be making more from merch than anything else out there. What you you touched on something that's very interesting with that club is is that I don't know much about them, but what I do know is that their fans will go to the end of the earth for them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the, to me. I, I've seen some crazy fandoms. Obviously, Boca Juniors and River Plate, and every team in Italy and English teams, of course, and teams in Spain. But that team in particular, I the fans live and breathe that club. And it's a team that, as you said, doesn't really challenge for anything, but they're so hardcore. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have, um, so my, my, my wife's um, uh, co uh, cousin. So her, her mom's German. And um, this guy, Vili, um, uh, he's like a big fan of like, I don't even remember what, what that team was. He was watching, it was like third division, fourth division or something. And he stopped everything, man. He was like, pulled out his phone. He's like, I got to stream this. He came to visit us uh, in Bretagne, uh, in France, and, and while we were there. And, and he was just like, I'm watching this right now. Um, just give me a moment. 
And I'm like, what is this team, man? Like, what are you, you know? And he was like going crazy for it. Like he was pissed off. I think they lost like five nil or something. <laughs> and he was there, man, till the end. And he was in it. And he was like, if I wasn't here, maybe they would have done better. You know, usually I go to the stadium. I'm like, for this fourth division, like what? You know, and I'm like, that that sort of thing is like, it's crazy. It's like, um, it's really, it's really wonderful to, to see. And it's a hard thing to, to explain to people who aren't into sport, you know, because when you were talking about the thing about nonviolence, um, it's what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like what it's supposed to be. It's like a, it's like a way to appreciate kind of like the balletic nature of the movement of the human body, you know, doing this thing where it's like no hands, ma, just like the feet. And then we're all trying to like score the goal and, you know, you can root for your team. And, and you know, there's, there's a mythology around every club and a history and there's passion and there's these characters, you know, larger than life characters in the same way that people like movie stars or political figures or whatever, you know, it's, and, and, it, and it happens in this, safe, in this safe space. You would imagine, you know, it's not politics so nothing crazy really needs to happen beyond, you know, beyond that, you know, and it's, 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 and, and it's not like movies, you know, because it's real and it's live, you know what I mean? And, and that's another like aspect, you know, that's really, um, I've, I've come to love uh, recently even more and appreciate because of lockdown, you know? So when, when football started to come back with the empty stadium, I realized that, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on online or on TV or whatever is not necessarily live, you know? And the result is not, uh, you know, it's not in the air in the way that um, a football match is. And in that sense, it's similar to like live music improvisation, which I like to get into every now and again when I can, you know? So it's like, it's like, it's like jazz, man. It's like these guys, you go out there, you jam, one day it works, one day it doesn't, you lose, you lose five nil, just ask Ronaldo, you know? You could be the best in the world, you know what I mean? And then, uh, or, or say you're the best in the world, or people who think you're the best in the world, and still, you know, um, it could go the other way. You could be Lionel Messi at Anfield, thinking, oh, we got this wrapped up. We beat these guys 3-0. And then, you know, what, like, you know, and that, and that for me, is like, um, makes it so exciting, man. I, I don't know, like, sports, live sport, just has that thing, that, that kind of, like, I guess connects me energetically in the same connects to me energetically in the same way that I would say like a live music show um, works for me. And, and that's why I also like the bands that I like um, because uh, I don't like, I like kind of like big overproduced uh, kind of shows where it's like, okay, these guys are okay. I can just go get a drink. They're going to nail it. You know, it's going to be that song and that song. Everybody's going to go, wow. You know, I like shows where it's like mostly dive bars or if it's a big stadium gig, it's got to be like jangly. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to be like me standing here watching this band is going to be the make it or break it factor. If they see me walk away, they might lose concentration. I don't know, miss a note, drop a guitar. You know, that, that's the kind of bands I like to watch. So that kind of like interact with the crowd in that way. It's got to be live, and I and I feel that you know when I when I watch uh, the football match and I'm in the stadium, you hear somebody shouting 
a soccer player's name, like, you know, get up the pitch, like he's telling him in real time, like, I can do that. I can go to the stadium, walk up and shout the guy's name, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, I don't know. I just love, I just love that live raw energy of like um, sport in that, in that contained, you know, kind of environment, you know? When everybody's there together, it also is infectious too. I mean, there's something about it where, as you said, like you were getting hugged by people you didn't even know. Like, you know, pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let, let's stress that, please. Hey, hey. Uh, um, so it's, there is something, and it's the same thing even with a, with a gig too. Like when a band plays just a phenomenal song. I remember early reviews of Blackjacks in America when they would talk about the critics here in the States would talk about how great you guys were, but also the loudness, how loud blackjacks were like you cranked, like not to be cliche and quote spinal tap here, but it was true. You cranked your amps up to 11 that it physically <laughs> hurt the crowd, but everybody loved it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. so I'm till to this day, I was gutted that I missed your only New York show. I'm so livid about it, mm -hmm. but We'll be back. I, we'll be back. I mean, things opening up. We'll be back. Uh, know, I, album I, and all. Yes. And I will be there. I promise you I'll be there and right in the front and getting ready to get pulverized by the sound that you all will create. But what's that like for you now on the opposite end, giving that to people? Like you said, you love improvisation. You love that feeling as a spectator and also as a musician too. Yes. But knowing that you're on the opposite end, being able to transmit that feeling and emotion to somebody else like what's that gotta be like yeah i mean i i think i think for me um it's a, it's a difficult it's a really difficult thing to 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 ex to express or to or to think about like because i get so in in myself like i'm the type of guy like i would go to like a dive bar show and you know and i would just pull i'll just pull up the chair even and just like go right up to the front and not move until the band is over. Like I'm there to listen, you know, and I get so in myself about it that, you know, it's such complex layered way of like experiencing it that I don't know if I could, I don't know if I can talk, talk, talk about it or do it justice explaining it to somebody else. So when I'm on stage, I imagine that I want to, I want to respect that space for everybody who's listening. So usually when we when we do the show, like um, it's the show. So there's there'll be even even the even the chatting in between, you know, the polite chatting to the audience in between to show that we're human. Even that somehow has to sit within the the thematics of the music because I don't want to break the 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 moment for people who are really there to kind of like get into like the sound and the sound bending and the stories and ideas within the music, you know, because for me, when I'm there, I'm like, stop talking, stop talking. Let's go. Keep, keep playing. Like keep it, keep it like on the thing. I want, I want it to come down like the album, you know, I want it to kind of like wash over me and I want to be in it in a live setting. So we try to like uh, maintain that. And it's about, and it's about like, being um sort of like in tune with that part of ourselves you know like our the deepest part and we try to get that um kind of like energy going for each other as band as bandmates so we play so the best way to describe it is we kind of play 
for each other to kind of lift each other into a space that's kind of like a different space um, from the kind of mundane day-to-day um, you know, uh, space, we try to motivate ourselves to be, um, I don't know, to transcend somehow, you know what I mean? Like to transcend and, and hope that we're doing that for the people who are listening to so that when we all leave that space, we're all energized. We either see the world um, a different way, you know, existentially, or it's an energized way we go, okay, I'm going to go sort out that thing in my life you know, or there's a political situation in my neighborhood. I'm going to join local government. I'm going to try to motivate to get things sorted. You know, it's about it's about kind of like remembering, you know, uh, reminding each other that we're alive and feeling alive. And yeah, so, I mean, we just focus on each other. I think it must be the same way with a, with a good football team. You know, you got guys on the pitch, you're running around, you know, at some point you must be so in the zone that you're just like, you know, these, these, these 10 players, 11 players, like, this is it, like, this is what we're doing, you know, and I, I love watching that, and I, and I look at teams like, uh, uh, basically what Jurgen Klopp has done with Liverpool, and I'm just like, at the moment, I don't, I don't know if there's a team, like, like that, that I, that I can think of, just in terms of, like, how we all know who's on the starting lineup, Right. They must feel like a band at this point, you know, but it's like you kind of, you know, it calls itself. It's like, okay, front three is the front three. Like there's no, we're not, we're not week in, week out thinking what's going to happen. If, if dudes are fit, they're in, you know, and um, that's kind of like, it builds a kind of camaraderie of doing it over a couple of years. And um, I think that's that beautiful, um, that's that beautiful part of it where it's like you get together you get a vibe going, you, 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 you kind of lock into each other and uh, there's a focus and there's a thing you're trying to do and you hope that, you know, it clicks, you know, and, and that will translate. I think, I think that will always translate to people have a high kind of um, emotional intelligence, you know, I think, I think that, that, that always, that thing translates, you know, and sure. that's why even people who are not that big into football technically or whatever i have friends who, who who just came into this thing of like watching uh football religiously and never played football never watched before but i'm really passionate now about some of the teams that i'm passionate about mainly because of this kind of thing the human element the story you know for sure you know it's also one thing too that's quite amazing is, is that you talked about having a front row seat when you go to a gig and how you like to just be there. But in 2010, South Africa hosted the World Cup and you actually did have a front row seat in a stunning moment, not only just for the continent and the country, but Blackjacks played the opening ceremonies of that tournament. Like, what was that like? How, I mean, that's gotta, I'm jumping out of my skin talking about it. You had to have not even been, how, how do you manage to be present and realize like, holy shit, like this is real, man. Like we're here at the World Cup. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was insane. First of all, I mean, World Cup comes to Africa. Like that was like on its own, just anybody who was thinking about that was wild. Then it was like, World Cup comes to South Africa. Then it was like, whoa, like it's in a, that's at home. What's going to happen? That's in our backyard. Um, and then the kickoff concert was at Orlando Stadium, 
instead of Soccer City, where, where the opening match would be, because they wanted to be able to do production-wise, they wanted to be able to do the one stadium and then move over to the other without any problems. And so both stadiums are in Soweto, Orlando Stadium being Orlando Pirates, Soccer City being Kaiser Chiefs. So, so for me, it was like, man, okay, Orlando Stadium, we get to be inside Orlando Stadium, not just inside, on stage, playing music. Um, and we were going to collaborate with Alicia Keys um, because apparently she'd been given a list of like South African acts that she could work with because um, they'd asked her to collaborate with somebody as she was kind of like in the headline slot at that time. Um, and uh, yeah, she she chose Blackjacks because apparently she she has a deep love for, for rock and roll. Um, and we're like amazed and we're like, what? And, and yeah, she, she was amazing. And just the whole, that whole thing was like trippy, man. I don't know how, I don't know how to say, I mean, what can I say? Like that whole season was crazy because in 2009, we'd released our debut album as Black Jacks uh, after Robots. We, we had basically been in the States for like almost two and a half years uh, going on three. We weren't sure um, what we were going to do. We were just going to stay in the States and release the second album. Then this whole World Cup thing kicked off and we were like, okay, no, let's go home. Let's kind of like go home, uh, regroup. Uh, we can work from home. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and it was really kind of like, uh, I think in a, in a big way, influenced by being here for, for, for the World Cup, you know. We did still tour that year. We did, we did some really interesting things with Via Facature in Europe and so on um, as a combo band. But yeah, the, the highlights of the year had to be the World Cup and playing and playing that show uh, at Soccer City. So uh, Alicia Keys asked us which song we wanted to do with her. And um, we said, Brenda we, gave, we like a Brenda Fassi song because obviously Brenda Fassi is like the biggest icon pop star, one of the biggest pop stars South Africa has ever seen. Um, I think it was Time Magazine called her the Madonna of uh, Soweto, South Africa. And, and she responded by saying, no, Madonna is the Brenda of the world, you know? Um, so this is the character we're talking about. So we were like, she can't be here for this. She had passed away, uh, passed away not long uh, before all of this were, was, was happening. So we were like, we got to do a song of hers with Alicia Keys. Um, and we did like a, a, a struggle song, sort of like a urban traditional kind of song that people used to sing basically on the, on the streets. Uh, when, when they're kind of like rallying each other to like uh, hit the streets and march, you know, and anti-apartheid uh, stuff, you know. Um, so we're like, we're gonna do those, those, those two tracks. Um, we didn't tell the organizers that we're gonna do the, the struggle song because we like, we didn't wanna get into a conversation about what that might mean or not mean. And then they wanna see lyrics and then it gets complicated. So we gave them one song um kind of like uh we're like we're gonna do this song lakeside which is our single at the moment didn't do that and we're gonna do too late for mama with brenda fassi so yeah th and that's how it went and that's how it went down and it was a beautiful moment to watch sort of like the audience if you go on youtube you can still see like the clip of us playing the the struggle song and you can see kind of like what it meant to the south african audience it's like in this moment of liberation just like and, and pure joy, just to be also reminded, you know, what it cost, you know, how, how, how we got here, you know, we felt that was our job to bring, to bring that 
you know, um, back into the space and be like, hey, you know, always vigilant though, you know, there's never ever like, yeah, forget, you know, so that, that, so we did those two songs and it was a really, yeah, it was an outer body experience. Uh, if you watch that YouTube clip, maybe you can tell. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was wild. And the next day we were at the opening uh, match. We watched it. And the first goal of the tournament was by South Africa against Mexico. And our manager at the time, who's from New York, a brother called Knox Robinson, um, he was in tears, man. He was bawling. Like, I was like, stop it. You're going to make me cry, man. I, I, haven't, I haven't cried since I don't know when, but like, you're killing me. It was like super emotional, you know. And the guy who scored the goal, uh, Superior Chabalala, was uh, playing for Kaiser Chiefs at the time. So, you know, I had to hold it in. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't just be out here crying, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, Knox was, Knox was, he did it for us. He shed the tears, you know, uh, put a few in for the ancestors. So yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And also being backstage with, uh, with all the musicians who were here, you know, like uh, r- running into the, the Fergies and the Shakiras of this world. Um, that was also, it was just, it was just trippy, man. Trippy. It's- because I mean, I was in South Africa as a student when the country was awarded the World Cup, and it was a party every single moment of every single day. Like the bootleg merch, like they announced it. Let's say, um, for argument's sake, on a Tuesday at noon. Let's say at twelve thirty, the bootleg merch was already out. Vuvuzela's yep. full force. Uh, Brys on the street, everybody just a party every single day. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting anything done. Like this is, this is the best. This is the greatest feeling in the world. I promised myself I'm going to come back for the world cup. Obviously I couldn't afford it at the time and I was gutted, but was really into your music. Obviously, you know, this was 2009. I had music site. I had interviewed you leading up to it and just see, just being just so proud that, as just a, a fan of the your music and a fan of your country and a fan of just the African continent in general, just what that felt like, again, as a spectator. So I've never gotten a first-hand account of what that was like. Even when I was there right before COVID, you know, I would talk to cabbies, I'd talk to people in town and just ask like, hey, so what was it like, you know, with the World Cup? We had gone to Cape Town Stadium to see Cape Town City and just talk to some of the fans there. And they're like, yeah, it was cool. It was really nice. It was great. It was fun. But that was really it to hear this, someone that was a part of it. Oh man. Like that's just, that's beautiful. And the fact that you able to incorporate the history of it and the, the brutality of what went on to get to that point, to get to 2010 leads me right into my next question, which is, you know, soccer has always been a game of the people. And that was proven during the struggle with apartheid in South Africa. What was it like trying to watch and follow the game under those circumstances? And what did the game do for those in places like Soweto and Guguletu and Langa against the government that was repressing them? Yeah, I mean, sport, um, much much like music, has that thing, right? There's there's that magic, you know, um, what Muhammad Ali did for, for civil rights, you know, um, basically, you know, clubs like Orlando Pirates will have done for apartheid 
in in South Africa. You know, I mean, you know, you you had you had um, kind of like underground meetings, kind of like inter interracial um, matches, um, which were like a clandestine thing. In the same way that you had certain bars that would allow um, interracial intermingling, uh, and it was like a clandestine thing. And then you had interracial bands, you know, um, which 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 would be, uh, I guess, sound wise close, closer to to what we do uh, today as well, you know. Uh, and they they were legendary in their own right. And just the the, the fact that you know uh, people had agency, the agency that black people had, you know, in in the in the ghettos, in the townships, you know, a, a football star is a football star, you know, and it was kind of like doing things on your own terms, you know. Uh, it would be the first uh, kind of like entrepreneur in a way, you know what I mean? And because uh, black people owned the clubs, black people owned uh, Orlando Pirates, and then Orlando Pirates birthed stars. So you'd have somebody who's bought their car, who has the fancy suit, you know, is looking good, going to the jazz clubs, you know, uh, is healthy, you know, and it's like under these, under this, under this uh, oppressive system. Of apartheid, you still have this existence of this life, you know, um, people who are larger than life, characters that are larger than life, and and into and in that sense, you know, it was like really important. And so we relate, and and I feel, um, for example, like when I look at football around the world, I still look at people like John Barnes, uh, you know, as as heroes, um, you know, and. And and then I think and then I think about like you know those working class situations like football always has that that political aspect for me you know there's something about the scouser mentality Liverpool mentality um, that's going to be uh, different from Chelsea you know it's just like different it's a whole another thing you know and it runs through the way the club is run and you could you could almost say you know if you wake up in the morning and decide to be a Chelsea fan you know. It's probably because you know you you relate to that. That's what that's what you're into. Cool, all good, you know. But we we are over here in Liverpool. We're into like a different kind of way of being and doing things and stuff, you know. So so yeah, I think during uh, apartheid, you know, um, I think this thing of like being able to live, you know, um, being able to see life beyond the miseries, you know. So, so I think Pirates was a was a and is you know a, a club that still represents uh, that that for me you know that kind of uh, black and proud um, don't don't be afraid you know you 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 are badass too you know you can do it you know that that all that stuff you know and uh, rock and roll you know um, so for me. Um, just the iconography, the whole vibe of, of Orlando Pirates is like very punk for me. And, 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 that, and that for me is like, I don't know, it, it, it speaks through uh, all this, you know what I mean? It, 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 it makes sense, you know, uh, through, through uh, the previous time, like apartheid time, and even now, because, you know, um, it's, not like, it's not like it's over. You know, this this there's still there's still there's still things going on. You know, with with our country, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think watching a football game like an Orlando Pirates game just gives me a, a, a moment of peace. And uh, you know, I think you know the 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 skull and bones. You know, I always remember. You know, I gotta be 
got to stay vigilant, got to stay on, you know, and stay punk, keep my eyes open, you know. I love it. That's, I mean, it's, it's such, it's, it's, again, it proves that it's just more than just the game here, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a little child at home now. Congratulations. Uh, new dad. Indeed, you know, what's, what's that like raising the next generation of potential pirates or Liverpool or, you know, is, yeah, is, yeah, is the child yeah. allowed to pick? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think, I think, I think, I think, yeah. I mean, the, the, my, my, fir- my first child was born in 2013. She's eight years old now. Uh, my second child, she, she's 17 months old. Um, my, 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 my second child um, with, 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 with my wife, her name is Leah. Uh, the baby's name is Leah. Uh, my wife is Muriel. Uh, Leah is, is half French, uh, half South African. So I often think about this thing of like, if, if she, because the French female football team is pretty strong, right? So I keep thinking like, what is she going to do? Like, how would I feel? Because I've always judged very heavily people who chose the kind of like uh, first world team instead of going back to kind of like, so for example, I have a lot of respect for Wilfried Zaha for playing uh, for Ivory Coast when he could have played for England, right? So that's my policy on that. I'm sorry, I get it. If you do it differently, if you decide, oh, I'm just gonna go play for Italy, forget about, you know, Senegal. I'm like, I get that, I, I see it, but for me, like, I, 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 I can't picture a situation where I would choose to go to, go to I mean, cause France, England, um, you know, Germany, like they've got it all sorted out, man. Like just, just go play for Ghana. Like they need you more than Germany's ever. They're like, come on, you know? So you had like dudes, the Asamoah dude, like in, in Germany. And I was just like, man, you're good and everything you hide, but uh, it's just, I can't like, you know, I get it. I it's understand not, what you're saying. It's not they've got the Aperi Pele um, uh, uh, son, what's his name? Uh, Boateng, you know, the mm-hmm. defender, you know, plays for Bayern and he plays for Germany. And, I'm like, and his brother oh. played for Ghana. Kevin yeah. Prince Boateng like, played for Ghana. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is complicated. And then they meet sometimes and I'm like, ah. Oh. So when I think about my kid, I'm like, man, is she going to, are they going to meet? Like, is, is, is my one daughter going to be like playing for South Africa and the other one? playing for France, what will my politics be then, you know? And this is the thing about having kids, man. You have ideals, you have politics, you have morals, you have all these things that you think you're gonna do, you're gonna say as a parent, as a person. And then the reality is like, you know, when your kids are born, you're like, oh, you're introduced to a new level of reality. It's like, what do you do now, dad? Like, you know, you want your kids to be happy, right? You know, is she not French? You know, is she not South African? You know, what's up? You know, so so yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see how they how they choose to do it. There's also basketball. Her, her, the, the the myself and and my wife, you know, we played um, basketball in school as well. So so there's also that. So it's like if it's gonna be a sport thing, which sport is it gonna be, and which country are you gonna like bat for? You know, so. <laughs> It's, it's, it's difficult. I'm, wa- I'm waiting to see, you know, I'm waiting to see. Yeah. Well, if you go by your black and white philosophy and picking basketball teams as you do for soccer teams, 
you they're 100 as with you brooklyn nets fans brooklyn nets there you go <laughs> I mean, that's, actually, that's actually that's actually a, a recent thing uh with the recent movements and transfers um and and ownership switches and all of that that brooklyn nets is becoming is becoming something i mean in, in previously when i was like really following basketball i followed the the jordan generation right yeah yeah of course my age puts me in that kind of last dance era you know mm-hmm. and we're about the same time, age yeah 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 and and at that time i was all orlando magic you know because orlando pirates black and white you know you see what i'm saying it was still working plus you had shack too i mean come on and i had shack and i had penny hardaway who yep. was my favorite was my favorite player injuries messed him up but that guy was like you know, um, for me, was the next. But anyway, that was my thing. Orlando, uh, Orlando Magic with Shaq, the black and white, the Orlando to Orlando thing. Um, but now, yeah, you're right. The Nets, the Nets might be it. It might be it. But yeah, man, um, that's it. Like only hands basketball, only feet uh, football. Uh, and football for me, in terms of watching sport, is is my favorite. Uh, definitely my favorite sport um, in the world. I love to play basketball more than watch it uh it's it's like a strange thing like i don't like when i'm watching basketball i I feel a bit more like i want to take the shot like give me the ball let me take the shot sit down steph curry like i know i can do this i've seen obama sink a three anybody can do it i sunk threes in high school you know the distance doesn't change you know um but with soccer with soccer i'm like okay uh you know i'm I, i played but I'm also like a big respecter of like what a good football player is. I don't know why. Like in basketball, I, I, I feel like, okay, I got the dribble. I got the shot. You know, I'm not the biggest guy. But in the short time that I played, like through school, I felt invincible. Like, because to me, it was like, okay, I was playing soccer before I started playing basketball. And then when I played basketball, I was like, wait, so the ball is in my hands. Why, why would you... Why would you be able to take it away from me? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, why did that guy steal? I would go on my teammates. Like, why is he stealing the ball from you, man? Like, it's in your hands. Like, you bounce. Like, how? You know, football is difficult. It's at your feet. Like, if somebody tackles you, if three guys corner you, they run the triangle, you know, it, it's not easy to get out of there. But if it's in your hands, you always have the option to grab it, you know, uh, until, until there's a jump ball or something. You know, them they have to they have to rip it out of my hands. Like I'm dribbling that thing all the way in. Like nothing's gonna happen. So I have less, I have less of a of a of a kind of like when I watch basketball, I'm like, uh, okay, cool, you did that. That's all right. Okay, dunking is another thing, but you know, generally watching the game, I'm like, why did you guys lose? I get frustrated, you know. Whereas, <laughs> whereas with with football, I'm like, whoa, this is a fire match like look at that he crossed that ball like because kicking the ball across the pitch man it's a it's it's another thing you know plus you got the weather elements too you know and you're outdoor and just the rain and it's it's a lot it's a lot so yeah football man it's 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 poetry man it's poetry i um we're gonna we're in the home stretch now we're in the final part of the interview this is my favorite part it is three rapid fire questions that I've been asking every guest and will ask every guest for as long as this podcast goes on. Now time for a coffee break. Curva Mundial is sponsored by Mod Cup Coffee in Jersey City. 
but you can get it anywhere in the world from ModCup.com. ModCup. Drink modern coffee. Use code MUNDIAL for 10% off your first order. It's the Desert Island Discs portion of the podcast, if you will. Uh, so first question is, if you could bring back one former player to your club, alive or dead, who would it be and why? And you could pick any club, either it's Orlando or Liverpool or I guess Juventus too. But just, just let me know which one you want. Wow. Um, okay. I might have to do one, one, one. I, I, I might have to do one. I might have to do Juventus. I might have to do. Okay. Okay. Let me do Orlando Pirates. So Orlando Pirates in one, in, to, to put it sh- in a short thing um, for your edit, <laughs> um, Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy. Uh, I know it's controversial. I should have said Jomo Stono for, for some... Pirate well, he has fans. his own team I, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his own team. Uh, uh, he's a legend. He's a legend. You know, I mean, I only seen him in the black and white. I'm not sure. You know, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. For my generation, you know, I saw Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy, who then went on to, 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 to win the, the, the Portuguese League with Porto. Um, being coached by Jose Mourinho. And then they won the Champions League with Porto, being coached by Jose Mourinho. That was Mourinho's first league and first Champions League. And the top goal scorer in that Porto club was Benny McCarthy. So for me, Benny McCarthy is the one of, he is one of the South African players to like do it like at the highest level. I think he's the only South African player with the Champions League uh, medal. And to do it, while being and to do it while being the top goal scorer in their club so not just like there but like really like driving it and uh he's Orlando Pirates through and through so for me yeah if you're talking Orlando Pirates you're talking about Benny McCarthy top goal scorer as well for the South African football team for a long time so all right love it And and then and then Juventus has to be Zidane right Okay. All right. Easy All right. One. Like Zidane. I mean, classic Zidane. Juve Zidane is like, like for me, it's like prime Zidane. I know people say Real Madrid, but for me, like Juve Zidane was like, was like that time when you would call your friends and be like, have you heard of this guy called Zidane? Like that was the, the era of like, this is happening. This guy is like, and, and by the time the, 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 the France uh, 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 did the whole France 98 thing, like some of us had 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 that already. We like saw that Trezor K, um, you know, Zidane thing. We knew that that, that thing was falling together. You know, the the, the first uh, black Black Panther um, team of of, uh, of France. You know, the, the originals. You know, uh, it's with true. Churam, Lydia and Churam and all those cats. Desai, man, that was so beautiful. Anyway, and and it was our first World Cup um, for South Africa uh, uh, that we that we had been able to play in. Um, after being allowed back into international sport after all the apartheid sanctions and all that. And we qualified for that by winning the Africa Cup of Nations. So it was like a beautiful, was like a beautiful period, beautiful time. I love that front, that French team, you know? Beautiful. So yeah, so Zidane at, uh, at Juventus. And then if we're doing Liverpool, ah, man, ah, you know, I would, you know, I want to say, I want, you know, ah, you know, Liverpool, there's been so much going on, man. There's been so much. There's so many. There's so many with, with, with Liverpool. Um, 
this could be a whole nother podcast on its own. Uh, who, who would come back? What would be the top 11? Um, but I guess, I guess right now, because, because he just left um, Steven Gerrard, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel a little bit um, some kind of sadness about him not be when 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 we won the league that he wasn't there there was a part of me that was like he did so much to carry to help carry that club you know um as the captain you know fantastic so i would have loved him to 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 be back in there with with this group um um helping again with with the magic even even as what if, if he was like the 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 james milner of this club i would have been i would have been like over the moon you know i mean Respect to James, I love him. But you know, um, having 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 Gerard coming in and off the bench would have been like you know just a, a nice send off, you know, because I feel like Liverpool is in a is in a like glory moment right now. Because yeah, Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, man, he on. Plus so, Jurgen Klopp plus two of the best players hail from Africa. I mean, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah is probably my favorite player in the game right now. And if oh, I remember yeah, what, how you felt that about smile, Zidane. Right? That smile, you know. That, I, you can't not smile. love it. Like how you felt and how you described Zidane at Juve is how I felt about Salah when he was at Fiorentina. Oh. Watch, he ripped up <laughs> the city. Like he ripped up. I don't know Flamingos. if you watched him in Italy. It was like, it was just this purple lightning bolt. I only saw him at Roma. Uh, and then when he went to Rome, he got yeah, better yeah. at Roma. And then mm-hmm. when he signed to Liverpool, people were scratching their heads like, oh, is this guy going to be any good? And then, of course, like he becomes who he yes, is. The best. Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, that front three for me is like so romantic. It goes back to that point I was making about like an ethos, you know, what a club is about, you know, that vibe. You know, you look at that front three and you're like Senegal, uh, Egypt and Brazil. And then you look like Muslim. You know, and and like, you know, there's like this whole, it's like black Muslim. Then you have like Salah, you know, and then you have like uh, Firmino, you know, and, and it's like with, with, with his Jesus thing. But, you know, it's all like this, it, it's like the South represented, you know, the Southern Hemisphere represented, third world, like uh, so-called third world uh, vibes represented. And it's just like so, so beautiful. I think it fits the 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 whole Liverpool from way back kind of like working class ethos so perfectly it's beautiful, it's beautiful. perfect uh, next question here is if your club could sign one player today now again just specify who uh, who would it be and why an active player today right now you know uh, for 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 Orlando Pirates that's difficult because in this league. In this league, um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we don't have the money, but like, there's a guy. Like pretend money's not an option here. Yeah, money's yeah, yeah. not an option we, here. You have yeah, PSG so, so, unlimited funds. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a there's a player there's a player who's playing for Sundowns right now. I mean, I guess the age is not perfect, but um, he just he just started popping off. This just started happening. And anyway, Sundowns, um, who win everything right now, are basically built up, are built up of Orlando Pirates, coaches, players, whatever. So I don't have to feel bad about this. You know, I don't know why I am. But there's a, there's a player called Shalulile, you know, uh, from Namibia, who's like a striker there, you know, always tucks in his shirt and wears his 
shorts really high, you know, uh, well, one of those, you know, and, and, he's a, and he's a striker, you know, prim and proper, you know, um, and he's got something, man. He's got something. I, I, would, I would say Shalulile, yeah, for right, Paris. Cool. Yeah, and then the others, I mean, you can go crazy in Europe. Sure. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's even a point in talking about it. That's in fine. fact, with Liverpool, I hope, I hope nobody gets signed because I just love the energy of how it is. That's why, for me, I understood when Jurgen Klopp made no moves during the transfer period, basically, you know? I was like, if, if, we, if we bring in a big name to this Liverpool team, you're destroying it, in my view. Right. You know? So, so yeah. All righty. Now... Final question here is, what has been your favorite moment as a fan of this game? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, this is football, man. It's like the whole thing is a favorite moment, right? Like every weekend uh, for years. Um, yeah. Um, what's major? I mean, I guess winning the Africa Cup of Nations um, is my biggest football football moment memory that just like that whole team actually like that team felt like the transformers because it was like we knew south africa knew because remember we were banned from international football until that africa cup of nations so and it, and we got to host it when we came through so we hosted it and you know madiba magic the deeps mandela was out here doing doing the thing representing so we're hosting this thing and we're playing like Nigeria, we're playing all these teams, you know, like um, it was just an amazing tournament. Like the country was just like, it was the first time we were going through um, those emotions, you know, something like that as a, as a unified kind of like nation, you know what I mean? So like, And this is post rugby world cup too. So that 16th I mean, man story had already happened. And yeah, wait, wh- which one happens first? 96, uh, 96, the rugby happens... I think the rugby, hap- the rugby yeah, happens 95. first, yeah. Yeah, rugby happens 95, then the football 96. Yeah. And it's crazy because we're like, can we... Because football is like the black sport, right? So it's like, can we do it, you know? Here's our first chance in a major tournament. Are we going to do it, you know? And man, the, the pressure, the energy, it was just... Because also like knowing that we know the players, nobody else knows the players because it's... Because it's PSL and it's we've been in apartheid and nobody knows, but we know. So it's like imagine you're seeing Maradona in a league in 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 Argentina and, and Argentina's cut off from the world for some political reason. Then you step up into like a, a like a nation's tournament for the first time. And 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 you as the people, you know, we knew every player, every player who touched that ball, like we knew. They're not going to get it off him. They're not going to get it past that guy. They're not going to, you know, it's like we knew the kind of like shape of that team in a way that nobody else could know. And it was a coup in that sense. We had to win it. It's kind of like how France did with 98. It's like, if you knew, if you were watching football, if you were watching these guys, you knew they were going to do it. You knew they had all the elements. And so I think the biggest moment, the biggest explosion is AFCON, 1996. Actually, I want to watch that whole tournament again from start to finish. I remember when we scored the winning goal, running outside and, see, and, and, and like just like seeing other people run out of their houses, right? So you run into the street and it's just like other people bursting out of their houses, screaming that we've won this thing. And my parents' house um, was like, the wall was like, if you look over the wall, you see the main road of our neighborhood. 
right? So, so I went to the wall. I then went to the wall, stood on the wall. You look over the wall and just cars were spinning, you know, like drifting, like cars spinning, people like hanging out the doors of the cars, like honking the horns, uh, fireworks, man. It was like insane. People dancing, music. So that would have been my first experience of that. Um, and then, and then, and then, close to close to that, uh, I guess, uh, was Orlando Pirates winning the Africa Cup of Nations, um, the 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 football, the Champions League, mm-hmm. um, the, the the club one, um, and, and it, that was the closest thing to that feeling. So yeah, I'd say I'd say that. I'd say that. I love it. I love the fact. I love the context, and I love the idea that, again, just how everything just sort of like came together. And out of, you know, a lot of struggle, that was a beautiful moment for so many people. And I'm about to blow your mind with something. So I have a coaster that I put on, you know, my coffee on every morning. And it is the jersey from the AFCON (laughs) from the year that you all won. Nice, nice, nice. I don't know how to screenshot that. I would, I would. You got to send me that. You got to send me that. I will. Just even a photo. That's unbelievable that's the legendary man that is the real bafana bafana right there dr kumalo david nyati like you had all these guys mark fish legends legends i'll, t- I'll send you a picture of that for sure yeah midnight, I mean, Ex- midnight express helmin kelele you know they had the nicknames back then you still, <laughs> yes, had, you still yes. had that ringing you know from the past era you know people got nicknames you weren't just a player you know you had to have some something you know my like an alter, the alter you know, ego, you know, everybody, you were Clark Kent and Superman at the same time. Yeah. And they, and they switched it on. They switched it on during that AFCON and they won the thing. Man, you know? Ah, so, um, this has been such a blast. Can you please tell the people listening where they can find your music, what your plans are for 2022 and, and just beyond that, you know, just thank you yeah, so yeah. much for everything, man. This has been awesome. I'm surprised it wasn't six hours as we anticipated, but hey, look, we could always do this again. So yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, um, yeah. So Blackjacks is the band. Um, it's been an honor. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you can find our music on on all major sort of like streaming platforms. Uh, we would prefer you did it on uh, Bandcamp. Um, it's more direct. You can get the vinyl from there. Uh, we're signed to at the moment to Glitterbeat Records um, in Berlin, and we are Busy Bodies in Canada. Um, you can check us on all the social medias. You know, just Google B L K J K S, pronounced Blackjack, spelled B L K J K S, and uh, yeah, follow us. I also make movies and stuff, so yeah, just get online, uh, search Blackjacks. My name will come up, band will come up, music will come up, film work will come up um yeah peace and love and more football um and everybody if if you haven't figured it out yet trust me liverpool juventus santos orlando pirates you cannot go wrong despite anything that sal says trust (laughs) me remember that black and white uh le rouge et noir ren you know that's what i'm talking about you're lucky I love you very much and, and admire <laughs> your music very, very much and admire your art and wisdom very, very much hey, and friendship hey, all hey, these years. Hey. Uh, no, it's, Respect, it's awesome. Respect, my brother. Respect. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully when you come to New York, I'll have, I'll find a way to get some castles here. We'll, uh, we'll pop open some castles and, sure, uh, sure, and have sure. a good time.
Give my best to your family, my friend. Respect, sir, and to yours. Thank you. Another time. A tutele, avianto, peace and love. Follow us on Twitter at Curva Mundial Pod and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.